Well, David Shapiro indeed is with us. Dave, I've been trying to get hold of Magda. You cannot believe it. It's like I'm, I'm stricken. She's uh, somewhere in the world, and I know that the, uh, the, the, the reception there is really bad, but I'm so pleased that the United States is better. Are you still in New York? I am in New York. <laughs> sweltering. <laughs> what is, what is sweltering by there with Swe- Sweltering. No, in the, uh, what would have been in our 30s, in their 80s. Uh, there's not a day that's gone by in the last week or so where we haven't been under 80. Um, no, but it's lovely. It's been very, very nice. I've never been in New York at this time of the year. I'm normally uh, just either what they call spring or, I mean, what's it, fall or autumn or just uh, coming into spring. So it's always been chilly, but this is, this is lovely. And it's, a particular it's really been wonderful. A good, uh, mm. particular reason for you coming there, I, I follow you on Twitter as, uh, geez, mm-hmm. David, I mean, how many years have we been on Twitter now? Because I remember talking about <laughs> that back in the Mayweb studio. <laughs> I, I know exactly because uh, my handle is at, uh, at David Shapiro 61 and I'm 72. So <laughs> that's 11 years. Well, sorry, I'm still 71. I'll be, so it's 10 years, yeah. Okay, so we're having your decade years. and there's uh, 33,000 <laughs> people who are interested in everything that you have to say. 34,000 people, I apologize. Uh, Mm-hmm. Just went up, obviously, another thousand. But according to Twitter, you in New York because mm. of a listing of a company that your son-in-law mm. is the chief financial officer of. Well, well, that was part of the reason. The other was to see my grandchildren. It just coincided. He's, you know, Brett, my son-in-law, um, is from South Africa, and he's always had an interest in biotech. He's a, a medical man by profession, and so he. He gave up being a doctor. Even you know, he was a qualified doctor. He did an MBA, and has been very leaning towards biotech. He's he's loved that kind of area, and his company, the one that he's done quite a few things in the U.S. I mean, being an analyst, being an investment banker, but uh, this particular one is uh, it's a company called Prevail Therapeutics, which is um, using gene technology to uh, what's a combat to find a solution for Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. And and I, th- I think yeah and and what you know what's interested me is that um, they down here in 29th Street and they set up their labs there and I was actually chatting to him last night about that because uh, particularly in biotech they like to be close to the hospitals and to the universities that produce the technicians or the lab what would you call them the um, scientists. Yeah, the scientists mm. the scientists yeah the scientists so. Um, they, when they get to that kind of point, you know, there's a fair degree of success. They've got to go through a lot of testing, but I mean, they've passed quite a few hurdles. And and, and also, um, Alec, what fascinated me is when they were listed. You know, I, I must say that I always thought that Nasdaq was a floor. I've never been to Nasdaq. I've been to the New York Stock Exchange, but it's nothing more than a room. <laughs> it's almost a, a television studio. So. Um, we weren't allowed in. That's Linda and myself, uh, my wife and myself. But the ch- their children and their and Karen, my daughter, went in there, and we were watching from outside. But big celebrations. Look, they're coming under a bit of pressure now. The short sellers come in, which they always do with these kind of things. Mm-hmm. But, but Alec, it was one of a number of businesses that listed on that day on Nasdaq, and it just identifies or demonstrates the level of techno- technological advancement. You know, in the U.S., and that's that's what fascinates me. What kind just of, doesn't stop. What kind of businesses uh, were they sharing the stage with? 
all tech, all tech, mm. and a lot in uh, pharmaceutical as well. So those kind of businesses would tend to migrate towards NASDAQ, I think, uh, which is better suited for them to list. David, and, mm-hmm. when you walk the streets of New York uh, mm. and you talk to people there and you see a country with uh, under 3% unemployment rate, how is the mood at the moment? You know, when we see the news, we see yeah. Donald Trump, uh, who's apparently splitting the American people in two. Where you are would presumably not be great con- uh, country for Trump. But <laughs> <laughs> how do the New Yorkers see the future? How, how is America going? I, you know, New York is, is, is not really a reflection of greater America. It's uh, it's 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 a almost an economy of its own, but um, you don't see unemployment. Look, it's summer, so you see I've seen a lot more people sleeping on benches than I've ever seen before. Mm. You know, I think the summer attracts them here because there's so many tourists that they feel that if they put a, a cup in front of them, they're going to raise more money, um, particularly in the summer, and it's much more comfortable. But by no means what we see in South Africa. I'm, I'm talking about a handful of people, but you do see people on the train. You know, when you ride on a train, they come in and, and do a little bit of an act. But overall, um, wherever you go, you'll see help wanted, you know, um, in windows, particularly in retailers um, over this period. So the mood, people are not as bullish as I thought they would be, but they're not bearish. Uh, in any way at all. So it's somewhere in the middle. The Trump situation, politics is big here. Mm-hmm. You know, politics is very, very big. And, and they debate issues. Uh, and I've been fascinated in the debates, the Democratic vote, uh, but, but, uh, debate, that the actual issues that people um, talk about, you know, immigration is a big thing. Abortion is a very, very big subject. So the, the they... Um, the democratic leader or the contender will be will be uh, selected, I think, first to be Trump, and secondly on proper issues, hmm. uh, not not party politics. So I, I always I always enjoy listening to what they say, you know. And you've got the Bernie Sanders, which is um, you know socialist Elizabeth Warren, who wants to break up business. I mean, they, you know, they're big names, and Elizabeth Warren's doing well. So that's that, I think that's the difference that that you pick up here. People are very conscious of what the candidates stand for. Are they likely? Oh, and obviously, it's it's still another year to go. But are the Americans likely to re-elect Trump? We hear, you know, we've I, got I, I, we, we've got Bloomberg mm. Radio now on on Business Radio with our licenses at Bloomberg and I our licenses in Wall Street Journal. We've got a lot of great stuff that we mm. we carry through, and mm. I listen to it all day. And I, I'm hearing. More and more commentators suggesting that uh, Trump, it's Trump's to lose rather than yes. uh, the Democrats to yeah. win, which, which I, would I seem so. strange to us. I think so. I don't think they've got a powerful enough candidate. The only one who could stand up to him would be Joe Biden, but who's a man in his mid to late 70s and uh, um, I think carries with him a lot of issues and certainly not likely to attract the uh, the younger vote. And like, you know, another thing that people don't understand, I think, you only hear Spanish in, in New York. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, so, so there's a massive amount of 
younger people here, of immigrants, of uh, what would you call them? You know, of 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 um, Hispanics come mm. from Hispanics. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I think that's a very important vote um, vote as well. Um, I'm fascinated by the number of of outsiders that actually live in New York, of of um, of expats. But it's it's. You know, you can't take anything away from it. What another aspect is the massive development. I've gone down to Hudson Yard now, which has been re- which is Chelsea uh, down. I, I don't know what it was previously called, the Meatpackers District. These weren't very um, these weren't very not livable, but they were low end areas, and that they've all been gentrified. Um, Hudson Yard today is a, is a massive area, uh, massive residential and business area and wherever you go you've got these pencil thin skyscrapers going up you know 100 stories plus mm. um unaffordable to us totally unaffordable and there, there, there's another element of which we don't quite appreciate when it comes to new york is broadway as a as a money spinner you know we we just read about broadway but it's it's a huge employer and it's a very important aspect of uh, of the New York uh, economy. Um, so, it's not only the actors, but it's everybody associated with the production. When you come home, and that pet, mm-hmm, mm, when you come home, are um, you going to be buying yeah. more shares on the global economy pumping because of what you're seeing in America? I, I think I think I it, it it leans me more towards tech. Because I think this is the missing equation. I'm, I'm trying to reconcile, like you, I'm a Bloomberg radio, I'm a Bloomberg watcher. You know, I like whatever it is, the Wall Street Journal, Financial Times. And I'm finding it difficult to reconcile some very negative comments about, about uh, equities. I'm going to say equities or the global economy with what you see in technological uh, advancement. And that's where I think there's a there's a kind of almost a disconnect. You know, we're all worried about the noise around whether the Fed's going to lower rates or how many it's you know when they're going to do. Is it going to be 50 points? Is it going to be 100 points? We continue to debate issues like that, and yet there's a whole element of the economy that's just moving ahead despite that. Mm. I, I had I have to tell you this as well. I did come here to see my grandchildren as well, who've gone off to camp. And I sat down with my grandson of 11, Giddy. He's going to be, he'll be 12 soon and he plays Fortnite. And I didn't realize the compulsion. What would it be? The compelling attraction of games. And why, why does he play it? Is that it's a social issue. He sits with earphones talking to his friends all over the place and they're talking to each other, playing this game together. So it's much more social than just sitting there aimlessly knocking out people. And then when you do go on, at his stage, one stage, he said, you know, there are 96 different people around the world playing with me. <laughs> Incredible. So, well, well you, should be, you should be coming back and filling your boots with NASPERS because there's Darren uh, Tech mm. and, and, of course, their biggest stock, uh, Tencent, is in the games business. I've been there forever. Yeah, I've been there forever. You know, and uh, I continue and, and, and I watch people, Alec, and I think you've got to watch younger people or all people, what they're doing with their phones, uh, what they're streaming, what they're looking at, what's coming through there. And I think it's, uh, it's a big element that's, that's not really factored in to, um, to, to economic growth. Um, and, and, and that's why, you know, by choice, I prefer to go to these kind of stocks maybe than the traditional ones. 
um, that we've always been attracted to. Dave, uh, talking technology and the US and New York and uh, well, a, a part of the the, uh, the lexicon now is Uber. Let's Uber here. Let's Uber there. Mm, mm, um, mm. Uber has listed on the market. Have you yes. had a chance to look at it? And and from the way that you're talking, is it one of those stocks that we should be considering? I, th- I you know what? I, I, it's too much to go. I I, I admire the technology, uh, but. Uh, you know, it's it's too easy to copy. I think, and that that that's one of my biggest worries. Is that um, um, I love what they've done, and everybody Ubers. You know, you just see uh, wherever you go here, people are Ubering. There's another place called There's another one called Via, where you share a ride, so you can pick up a ride that's going down a road, and you can just hop on and hop hop off mm. for five dollars. So there are many of these competitors coming. I think. Um, which, which, you know, you don't know who the winners are going to be, but I think definitely you, you have to follow them. You know, you know what I mean? You might not buy them, Alec, but you can't ignore them. Yeah. If you, if you know what I mean. Well, you can't ignore, you, know I mean? mm. you, you can't ignore mm. Elon Musk. Uh, he came out no, with his quarterly no. results from Tesla yesterday, blew mm. everybody away, doing mm. far better than anticipated. How big a story is he in the U.S.? We know from South Africa, oh, he's, you know, he's a South African, he's a Pretoria boy, so we give him great coverage. But is he, oh, no, he's is a he superstar. Yeah, he's a superstar here. No, everybody knows him. They love his motor car because it's a, it's a very prestigious uh, car to drive. And the other thing is that it identifies who you are. You know, people are very conscious of those of 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 uh, changing the environment of of uh, you know what I mean of being a mm. modern type person, and I think when you drive a Tesla, you, you're making a statement, and I think people want to make that statement. So, um, and it's not only in America globally, but he's SpaceX as well. You can't ignore SpaceX. Sure. I yeah. mean, hell. How does so it, he's, mm. he's, he's a, you know, he's, he's a superstar, you know, and, and he well known. You know, people love to go at him and they love to criticize him and et cetera, but you can't take anything away from what he does. You know, without those, Elon, without the Elon Musk, we'd be nowhere. That's why I'm a great admirer of the Bezos, the Zuckerbergs, et cetera, just for what they have done and how they've changed the way that we do things.